is that is always active, never inactive. In philanthropy, we are always actively seeking to do what we can for others, looking for ways to do things for others. We might recall the example in the Bible of the widow who cast two mites, the smallest currency at the time, into the church treasury, the temple treasury. As small as we could us, she still gave all that she had and was memorialized by the Lord himself on her day. Because she gave in the spirit of sacrifice all that she had, these two small coins were, in the eyes of God, more valuable than the expensive offerings had for my others. So as we can see, one might need the wealthy in order to be a child person. Elephantus was well known for encouraging the faithful to show their love and honesty. He would say, when you receive something, you feel human joy. When you give something, you feel divine joy. In the spiritual life, you receive by giving. And of course, we recall St. Paul's final words, before he died, which were, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This spirit of giving, the spirit of philanthropy, is kind also with the idea of hospitality, because a love of strangers and others. The blessed nature of philosophy is illustrated by the example of Abraham, who was known for his active love of looking after his own individuals. Fostering a spirit of generosity and hospitality is an important aspect of love that we need. Abraham's example provides the background for the New Testament command, which says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing, as we hear in Hebrews. Hospitality fosters good relationships, and Abraham and Sarah's hospitality provides a very beautiful insight into the way relationships and sharing a meal go hand in hand. This remains true today. When people break bread together, when people sit and eat and spend time together, they grow to understand and appreciate each other. Do we actively welcome people into our homes or into our circle into a, in a spirit of hospitality and generosity? Are our homes full of warmth towards visitors? Do we go out of our way to talk to a new place at the church or a people or any school about work? Do we offer our homes or our time to fundraising or missionary causes? Or are we hindered because of financial burden or too much trouble for us in our nice Thank you. 
that finding the truth is a possibility. He says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is not something. It is someone. Someone we can love and relate to and connect with and communion. The divine person who implies God. When we understand that God is truth, then we begin to approach God himself, or at least start understanding him. This understanding and knowledge of God moves us then to struggle decisively against our own passions and against sin in general. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That is, free from the slavery of sin. In our generation is blessed with education and opportunities that the generations before us have not have in their reach. Many of us have read countless books on spiritual matters, patristic texts, passages from the Bible by heart. We have a wealth of knowledge, but let us be careful. Knowledge without love is odious. We need to be people who not only know the truth, but put it into practice, humbly and lovingly. St. James in his epistle writes, gave advice that is wonderfully timely for us today. He writes, do not deceive yourselves just by listening to God's word, instead put into practice. Christ also offered similar advice to his disciples. He said, now that you know the truth, how happy you will be if you put it into practice. The parable of the two sons reminds us of putting the truth into practice. There was a man that had two sons. He then said to the first, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but David changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two people his father wanted? First, they answered, Jesus. The simplest lesson to draw from this is don't make loving promises with your tongue that don't come true in reality. If you say you're going to come and help, then come. The promise is encouraging and therefore loving, but all that encouragement lies with the emotional life. Tell the truth, love in truth. In our daily lives, we have countless opportunities to display the truth of Christ through our love and service to others, within our families, in our workplaces, at school, within the relief crisis and of service to the life. Our church, Embassy People, offers many opportunities to put Christ through into practice. The various missionary activities, from spreading God's word through selling books, teaching Sunday schools, being part of and participating in Omadis and all of the activities that come with that. Missionary activities, charity works, radio programs, all of these things provide us with a platform of multifaceted deeds and apart from characterizing us as true sons and daughters of God, they also help us progress in our own spiritual struggle. To love truth means to be genuine and sincere Christians who have the truth of Christ and live by it daily in their personal lives. Firstly, through our own spiritual and personal deeds, through our spiritual struggle, and then by the deeds of love towards others. If you were to travel to North Korea, you would be confronted by an enormous glass tower called the Bayou Hotel. Wouldn't 
construction began in 1987, it was reported that this hotel would outline the world's largest hotel. With its 3,000 rooms, five revolving restaurants, retail shops, and eight revolving floors of luxurious suites. But as North Korea's regime began to take hold, only the outside of the glass tower was completed. From the outside, it is a glittering, impressive looking building. When you look behind the front door, however, 30 years on, all you see is an incomplete pile of rubble. Just like this hotel, we too can often hide behind a pleasant facade of loving words and good intentions. If we are to love in truth, we must be people of action and live as genuine practicing Christians in today's secular world. St. John's words speak to us today just as they did to the first church in 95 AD. Living in a time when words are easy, promises are made and broken, self-interest and self-gain count above all else. We all know the truth of the old saying, actions speak louder than words. And at the final judgment, no matter how many good intentions we have in our life, the only thing we'll see before us are the actions we perform towards others and therefore towards God himself. Our love is to be an active love, through good works towards others. Our actions to others are actions towards Christ himself. For I was hungry and he gave me food. I was thirsty and he gave me drink. I was a stranger and he took me in. I was naked and he clothed me. I was sick and he visited me. I was in prison and he came to me. Christ himself tells us. Assuredly I say to you, Inasmuch as you did this to the least in my brethren, you did it to me. This year, may we all strive to love in deed and in truth, cultivating pure and genuine love for God and for all people, so that we too, with God's grace, may hear the final day, come all you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, 